What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cornelia, back for another episode of Black News, a podcast where we break down current events, hot topics, and local stories involving Black people. Now let's get into it. First things first, y'all. Thanks again for liking and subscribing. You guys been killing it. Y'all always kill it. I always say thank you and get on here during first things first and say the same old thing. But it's because I'm so appreciative. I am so grateful that you guys have been sharing the podcast, liking, rating five stars on all apps where podcasts can be heard. We get metrics on the back end for this podcast. And y'all been clicking on from some podcast platforms I ain't even heard of. So shout out to y'all for finding this. Wherever you find it, wherever it's most convenient for you to listen to, I appreciate it. Some of the big ones, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're on those. But we on like Pocket Casts and, and, and some of the others. So thank y'all for finding it and supporting me. I'm so grateful. With that, let's get into it. Brittany Griner is being held in Russia because of weed, y'all. Y'all, they done... They done got Brittany Griner. Brittany is in Russia. We don't know what's going on. I will give you the details. So as of today, I'm recording this podcast early the week of March 7th. As of today, it is still not clear when Brittany Griner was arrested, where she is, what's going on. All we know is that, well, one, let me back up. Brittany Griner is a WNBA basketball player very great she's an all-star she plays for the phoenix mercury she also in the off season plays for the russian basketball team ummc eckerdingberg i don't know how to pronounce it okay but for y'all who don't know this maybe you do sports fan non-sports fans when you are a woman basketball player and you play in the wnba you really don't make no money when you think about nba salaries Dang what the women getting to the point or the extent of a lot of them, the majority of, of them go overseas in the off season because they get way more money overseas than they do here in the States. So a lot of them will split their time. I remember Candace Parker in particular when she was married um, and she had her young daughter at one point, I believe she was saying something to the effect of because they spent more time overseas her daughter was fluent in other languages. A lot of her school friends, her life was overseas versus here in the States. Because again, basketball players, women are treated more fairly in regards to pay over there. Okay. So for y'all who were like me, when I first saw this, I was like, what the hell Brittany Grinder doing in Russia? I then thought immediately, oh, she probably played over there for like the Russian the UMCC, whatever the team is. Y'all know they be having them weird team names like the, the Kuwait Koala Bears or something. She was probably over there hooping. But uh, details of the of um, some of the reports that came out are as follows. According to reports, the Russian Federal Customs Service said an American was detained at Moscow's whatever airport that is, I can't pronounce it, after being found with hash oil. They originally did not say who she was. They just said she was a WNBA player, two-time champion. But if you put two and two together, you know, oh, yeah, that's Brittany because she plays for that Russian team. 
It goes on to say, as a U.S. citizen was passing through the Green Channel at the airport upon arriving from New York, a working dog from the Customs Canine Department detected the possible presence of narcotic substances in the accompanying luggage, a statement from the Customs Service said. The Customs inspection of the hand luggage being carried by the U.S. citizen confirmed the presence of vapes with specifically smelling liquid and an expert determined that the liquid was cannabis oil, which is a narcotic substance. Russian, Russian agencies said that she was detained in February, y'all. February. The customs agent said, agency said that the U.S. citizen was placed in pre-trial detention and said a criminal case was underway for smuggling significant amounts of narcotic substances. The defense carries the offense carries a potential punishment of five to ten years in prison. Now, a member of the U.S. Armed Services Committee said, and I quote, it's going to be very difficult to get Griner out of Russia. Y'all, it's going down, young jock. Meet me in the trap. Y'all, y'all. Okay, let's back up a bit. One, when you live in the States and you live in certain states, I don't, apparently, I don't know where Brittany lives, if she lives in Phoenix um, and Arizona full time, if she lives in California. When you live somewhere like California, don't speak for myself and people I know, weed is legal here. People ride around, travel, smoke it outside. So it is, I, I have friends who accidentally just be traveling with like vape cartridges, maybe edibles and things. Because to us now, it's not, it's just a part of daily life. And so when you have vape cartridges, I can see how Brittany was like, oh, oops, you know, I'm just going to travel with these. I can also see though, because what you're not about to fool me into thinking is that Brittany Griner, this her first time using vape cartridges. I would put money on the fact that Brittany has traveled overseas multiple times with said cartridges and had not been stopped. But now that we are in a war, she is now being questioned and detained for something that she could have possibly been allowed to do. Throwing it out there. Now, I don't know the details. We don't know the facts, but it just don't seem like all of a sudden Brittany decide now to be traveling with some babe cartridges and now all of a sudden they're going to detain her. Okay, put that, put a pin in that. Two, y'all know we in a war. Ukraine and Russia going at it, but hey, they going people people use leverage and they and they their pawns and pieces and people who are who sometimes be become a part of the process. I hope to God Brittany Griner has now not is now not being used as a pawn in this war with between Russia because guess what? Y'all better get Brittany back. Y'all better get her ass back up over here. Okay. They were saying that I read it reports that the, the the CBC, the Congressional Black Caucus, met with Joe Biden and was like, "Yo, yay, bro, y'all better you better get Britney back." So it is on people's radar. But y'all, five to ten years in prison in a Russian prison? What for some vape cartridges, child? Oh my God. Now, I don't know what it's like in prison overseas. Hell, I don't know what it's like in prison here. I've seen the stories, okay? I know people that was locked up. I I hear word of mouth. I'm just basing on overseas prison off of when Jack Bauer was overseas and he got tortured by by whoever it was he got tortured by. And he came back and was, um, was damn near half dead. And when they tortured Audrey, remember on 24 when they tortured Audrey? Wasn't that her name? 
it, I think it was Audrey. It was the it was it was um the girl who owned Grey's Anatomy right now. Okay, Teddy. Teddy played Audrey. What I'm trying to say is, I am very concerned. Y'all should be very concerned. I'm also concerned by the fact that we did not hear about this. And yeah, we wouldn't be the first to hear, but news travels fast, social media is active. And they said she was detained sometime in February. She could have been detained early February. We don't know what the F is going on. So y'all pray for Brittany Griner. If y'all hear some updates, pass the word. If there's some petitions, sign the petitions. Y'all know Vladimir Putin ain't listening. No, damn, he ain't watching, looking at no petition. It ain't going to get to his desk. He don't care. But for our sake, let's do what we can to get Brittany back and safe stateside. Um, because, yeah, this this don't sound good at all. Did y'all hear about this? Let me know. Um, yeah, hit me up on social media and, and let me know how y'all feel like this is going to play out. Next, I want to talk about Laverne Cox and how she is being called out or called in. Let me rephrase it. Called in for an entanglement comment that she said to Will and Jada on the red carpet. So it is award season. We talked about this last week on the cast where Will Smith won best actor for his portrayal in King Richard at the SAG Awards. Now on the red carpet, of the SAG Awards. Laverne Cox was one of the interviewers. Y'all know they have lots of different news outlets, online publications, everybody on the carpet trying to get interviews. Laverne Cox is a big name. So she had prime real estate in regards to where she was placed. She gonna meet all, she gonna talk to all the, the stars. Will and Jada came up to her. They were having a good old time, kikiing it up, chopping it up. And Laverne ended the segment with, thank you for all these years of joy you've brought us. We can't wait for more red table talk and more entanglements. Will and Jada laugh like, huh, huh. Jada like, oh yeah, no, no more entanglements. And the internet reacted. Now first, Vivica Fox caught wind of it. She has a talk show on Fox Soul with some other ladies. Claudia Jordan hosts is the main host. I believe, who else is on there? Selena Johnson, Lisa Ray is on this one, I think. Regardless, Vivica basically said, talk about wrong place wrong time as Jada standing next to her husband who was absolutely in line to win an Oscar for playing the role of Richard in the Venus and Serena Williams story King Richard I just thought it was tacky now Laverne Cox acknowledged what she said but she didn't apologize and when she was asked if she was apologizing she said I did not apologize this is not an apology If the Smiths need an apology for me I will find out privately and I'll do that privately she gave like an explanation of why she said that, her thought process around it. And it sounded like more of herself, it sounded more like she was just talking it through versus admitting, oh, shoot, my bad, I made a mistake. Let me say sorry. Now, it's a couple things with this. The red carpet is very overwhelming. It is extremely overwhelming, especially the bigger the event. If you are on a red carpet for a major award show, whether you are an actor, a guest, the interviewer, publicist, literally everybody in their team is down there. It's loud, it's bustling, people in the way, for photographers. It's, if you are not mm, comfortable with large crowds, attention, 
that ain't the place for you. A lot of quick interviews, the rush of it all is just very overwhelming. It's also a lot to handle at one time. So when you are an interviewer on a red carpet, whether you're hired by whichever news outlet, maybe that's your actual job is to go to all of the red carpets. Maybe it's your first time, it don't matter. When you are on one of this caliber, you you're t- you need to know everybody that might show up. It ain't like, oh no, I don't know who these people are. No, no, you have to study and prepare for the red carpet. You need to prepare and study for uh, to be able to talk about their work, the movies and the shows that they're nominated for. Details, specific details, come up with questions for each potential person that you're going to interview outside of, oh my God, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Don't nobody want to hear that no more. You then trying to not fangirl out or fanboy out because I don't care who you are. I don't care how deep, how long you've been in this industry. You a fan of somebody and seeing everybody you're a fan of on, at the same place at the same time while you trying to master this particular um, aspect of the job come up with witty questions and look cute and and get good sound bites. It's too much. All while being funny and a great interviewer. I personally hate red carpet interviewing because of all of that. It's just too much for me to handle. But for Laverne, you know, I can see how she got caught up in the moment. Because hearing the interview and hearing that, it didn't sound like she intended to come in like, yeah, I'm gonna say something about entanglements. It sounded like she was just wrapping up the interview and that's the first thing that came to mind. It came out her mouth and whoops, on to the next person. So I didn't take it as her purposely trying to be spiteful or messy. But was it in bad taste? Sure. Could it have been a valid misstep? Sure. Would I have apologized? Absolutely. Now, if I feel like I'm in the wrong about something, I have no problem apologizing. But I also understand how you could feel like you sick of people being pressured into apologizing for things. I can I get that, especially now with backlash, cancel culture. I can understand how somebody could dig their heels in and be like, I ain't apologizing. Leave me alone. I also understand people stubborn. They got egos and it is what it is. Now, would I have done it? Apologize. Sure. Yep. Hey, Will and Jada, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But Laverne ain't feeling that and that ain't what, what she doing. She did say, like I said, she if they feel like they need an apology, she'll do it privately. So, I mean, you got to respect that at least. With that said, what would you guys have done? Would y'all have apologized? Do y'all think she was in the wrong or misspoke? Or is it is, is what it is and you don't really give a damn? Let me know. Hit me up at Canelia on social media. Now, on another note, in the same vein or a similar vein of I said what I said and I ain't going to apologize even if it sounds stupid, there was a podcast clip that went viral recently over the last few days hosted by a group of dudes. I'm not going to name the actual podcast. I'm not going to name the actual host's names. They don't deserve that. But the podcast went viral for a particular reason. In it, the host basically says and I quote and they're talking about relationships relationships um singleness looking for partners all that stuff he says basically she says I can't talking about his homegirl she says I have a good job and I make really good money the only thing I need now is a man he goes on to say like who wants you 
Once you've achieved these things, you have unfortunately disqualified yourself. So in summary, he's basically saying women aren't, aren't, are not wanted by men if you are high achievers. You Men want to be able to be the ones to achieve. That's at least what I'm gathering from it. And if you bring in all that to the table, then you out, you out the picture. Now, first, this is, first of all, what is it, right? First, y'all was calling us gold diggers for not wanting to date poor people. We gold diggers. Y'all supposed to want to give men the benefit of the doubt. What about building with someone and seeing us for who we are? What about that? Then y'all asked us what we was bringing to the table. What What are you bringing to the table? If I'm doing this, what are you going to bring to the table, woman of color? Then, y'all, when we say, okay, now we bringing something to the table, now y'all telling us that bringing something to the table disqualifies us. We don't, what do we need you for if you're bringing stuff? You're going to actually bring it to the table? What is it? What do y'all want? And what, And I say y'all ain't talking about the Black News listeners now. I'm not talking about the black news listeners. I'm talking about the ashies that's out here giving false information or coming off as, you know, kind of insecure. What is it? What do y'all want? Do you want someone who's successful that you can build with? Do you need someone who does not bring much to the table so that you can have someone so you can have someone to control? Is it a control thing? Because sometimes men don't want you doing too much because then you have something of your own and you don't make him feel like he's needed. But if you need him for everything, then he has control over you in the relationship. The same can be said for some women. Sometimes women get with men who ain't got much because she wants to feel like the provider and has her own ego that needs to be stroked and needs that level of control. Both need to go to therapy. Okay, get your butt in therapy, especially if we in this, we doing this in 2022. Gas is literally 550 a gallon in L.A. You need a two income income household unless you date somebody rich who out here able to let your girlfriend stay home. No initiative, no drive, no hobbies, nothing to look forward to except taking care of you and the kids. And, and you be able to provide in somewhere like that in L.A. with just that mentality or that ambition on top of that just sounding the explanation of all of this that they gave and the clarity that they gave. It just sounds stupid, y'all. If you insecure, just say that, man. If you need somebody to stroke your ego, just say that. If someone having money of their own intimidates you, just say that. If you don't know what you can bring to a relationship besides financial stability, then just say that. And let me say this, especially if you're a man listening and you confused, maybe you have ties your self-worth to this idea of providing. Providing in a relationship doesn't necessarily mean just finances. It means emotional support, accountability, partnership, collaboration, good times, laughs, fun, sex, food chemistry spontaneity spirituality religion prayer 
It means all of those things, family, children. You can do a lot of those things and bring a lot of those to the table. And I won't say without money, but in addition to providing financially. If you didn't know all of those other things were part of the list, you probably don't need to be pursuing a relationship, dear heart. Just go ahead, go ahead and get in therapy. Therapyforblackmen.com. I found my therapist on Therapy for Black uh, Black Girls. You should do the same. With that, what do y'all think about this topic and this comment? Do y'all feel like women who are high achievers have disqualified themselves from relationships? Let me know. Hit me up on all social media at Canelia. Let's get into honorable mention. The Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act of 2022 has finally been passed, y'all. The 2022 Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act has been passed after 200 failed attempts to outlaw the act of lynching. This officially would make lynching a federal hate crime. After 200 failed attempts to outlaw lynching. We have literally been in this fight for anti-lynching legislation for a century. The first anti-lynching legislation was introduced a century ago, 100 years. It has taken the United States Congress and Senate 100 years to pass anti-lynching legislation. People been wanting, people been fine with lynching for a hundred years, y'all. They've been like, oh, black people get lynched, we don't need to pass it. Now, with that, let me point out, in the House in particular, the, the bill, the votes were 422 votes to pass it, three to not. Three people still want to lynch, y'all. Three people still out here, they want to lynch. They, they like, hey, what? Ain't no fun if the homies can't have none in 2022. Those three people, Andrew Clyde of Georgia, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, and Chip Roy of Texas. Georgia, Kentucky, and Texas. We know the history of lynching in this country. We have known the history of it since enslavement, since Reconstruction, since Jim Crow. Lynching, I believe I read somewhere... On average, right after enslavement from Reconstruction to the mid-1940s, a black person in the South was lynched on average of once every three days. From Reconstruction, that was mm, in the 19, starting in the 19, the 1870s, excuse me, to the 1940s. An average of one person lynched in the South, black person, every three days. I also want to point out, the lynching, the legacy of lynching has deep roots in history, very nasty and bad history within the black community. But the same thing was happening in the Hispanic and Latino communities here in the States and in early Mexico. The only difference was because of the language barrier, it was not as widely reported on as it was for actual like natural born Americans, because again, there was no way to translate those stories because so few people spoke multiple languages, Spanish at the time and English. But all across the South, which was formerly Mexico and out West, Hispanics were being lynched 
just like black people. So y'all got a dog in this fight as well. Y'all have, this is y'all's legacy as well. And I point that out to say, or point that out to highlight when it comes to fighting for equality and bills to get passed, because black people in this country are often some of the loudest. We One thing we know how to do, we know how to fight for what's ours. I always said, and, I, and this has been going around, and this is what I, I really think this is true. When we talk about the idea of patriots, black people are real patriots. We are the one of the demographics who have literally fought for equal rights, protections for everybody at every turn in this country. We have literally been on the front lines for civil rights, anti-discrimination for everybody since the beginning. That is patriotism. But... I say all this to say, too, when it comes to these legislations, we all need to get behind it because at some point, whether we like it or not, it affects all of us and it affects all of us. Some people don't even realize that it has affected us. So thank goodness that this bill has finally been passed. It is a long time coming. Next up is the anti-black bill where the George Floyd Policing Act, all of those pass them. We sick of this, the other uh, hoo-hoo and people keep keying, acting like they don't know or that they don't hear what black people are needing in this country. So let's hope this is the start of something good. Uh, and fingers crossed. I mean, I ain't hold my breath. My, I ain't hold my breath, though. Loki ain't gonna hold it. What y'all think? Do y'all feel like this is a, a, a great start? Or are we, you know, on the same path we've always been on? Hit me up on social media. Let me know. That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thanks again. Thank you. And thank you again so much for sticking with us, supporting the podcast, liking and subscribing on all apps where podcasts can be heard, rating five stars and leaving a comment. It helps more than you know. So I really, really appreciate it. And keep sharing Black News with all of your friends and family. Be sure to hit me up on social media if you got ideas for topics. Or just hit me up in general to let me know you've been listening. Let me know your thoughts. I'm at Cornelia on all platforms across the board. That's at Cornelia like Kenny and Ophelia. Also check my website. I got some shows coming up in a Los Angeles County. Hopefully get on the road soon. But for now, if you're in the LA area, hit me up. Check Cornelia.com for show dates and details. And as always, thanks again so much guys i hope you have a fantastic week keep supporting keep growing keep building keep staying safe and keep staying healthy as always again i'll see you back here next time same time same place bye